LA Kings rookies wrapped up their participation in the rookie faceoff. We'll have a recap. The Kings NHLers have landed in Australia to start training camp. More on that. And the Kings have already had an injury scare. That and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 2,243 subscribers. Is it possible to get to 2,500 before the season opener? A little less than a month away? That would be awesome, but it will require your help to spread the word about this show locked on la kings if you would do that with your kings friends uh, fans uh that would be awesome really would appreciate that i am eddie garcia i'm your host of locked on la kings i've worked in sports media for almost 30 years 20 plus years at the fox sports radio network i'm also co-host of the puck podcast it's a weekly nhl review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate la kings fan for 30 years the Kings wrapped up the rookie face-off in Las Vegas. We're going to have a recap on that in just a moment. We are four days away, four, from the preseason opener coming up in Melbourne, Australia. We're going to talk more about that in a bit. 23 days away from opening night, October 11th, Crypto.com Arena, LA Kings against the Colorado Avalanches. The countdown to the season is really getting uh, underway now. I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Kings rookies did wrap up their participation in the rookie faceoff. Uh, that was just a couple hours ago as we are recording this show. Uh, like I said, the Kings have traveled down under. We're going to tell you what uh, head coach Todd McClellan, uh, President Luke Robitaille, and Captain Andre Kopitar have had to say about that trip and more. And we do have some concerning news regarding star rookie Brant Clark. But we're going to get going with this episode with the Kings again wrapping up their three-game uh, slate at the rookie face-off in Las Vegas. Uh, if you missed our recap of the opening game against the San Jose Sharks rookies, that was on Friday show. You can go back and check that out. A quick recap of that game. Uh, the Kings lost 4-3 in a shootout to San Jose. Uh, standouts for the Kings were goalie Jacob Ingham. We'll talk more about him in a bit. And forwards, Francesco Pinelli and Alex Laferriere and Martin Kromiak looks solid as well. We'll mention them as well coming up. Uh, however, goalie Eric Portillo, uh, he came in on in relief in the second period of Ingham, who had pitched a shutout to that point against the Sharks. And uh, Eric Portillo did not look very good. He allowed three goals and then both shooters he faced in the shootout to score to end up taking the loss. So the Kings uh, had a game on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes rookies, and uh, that would end up being a 3-2 loss as well. This one in regulation. Now, I had talked about this on Friday's show. We'll recap that now. I had assumed that Eric Portillo, the star out of the University of Michigan, the supposed future in net for the LA Kings, at least they hope, uh, I thought he would get the start in game number two, um, didn't look good, struggled coming in off the bench in that opening game and, uh, you know, not looking for excuses for him, but thought it, it was realistic to maybe think that, look, at the University of Michigan, he was the number one guy for many years, not all that accustomed to coming into a game midway through the game. He didn't seem to handle it very well. Maybe that's a role he hasn't been used to. So maybe that was a reasonable 
you know, uh, this reason why uh, he didn't perform very well. So I thought, well, he'll get to start in game two, and we'll get to a different look at him in a different situation. Well, not only did he not start in game two, he didn't even dress for the second game. Uh, we had Jacob Ingham again off his great performance against San Jose, getting the start for the second straight game, and then another Jacob, Jacob Oster, was the backup in this one. Now, he is a 19-year-old camp invitee who played in the Ontario Hockey League last year. He would end up coming in that game against the Coyotes in the third period. Um, that was a very interesting decision. Uh, it was mentioned on the broadcast, and I think it was a fair point that Jacob Ingham um, has is coming off uh, back surgery, and he didn't play all of last year. So it, it, with that in mind, um, perhaps the thinking of giving him the bulk of the work uh, in this rookie faceoff is to see how he would respond coming back from that injury and to kind of get his confidence up, uh, missing a full year. Uh, and if that was the goal, then they certainly did that because he was outstanding in this tournament, played really well against the Sharks, played very, very well uh, against Arizona as well. Matter of fact, he faced 50 shots uh, in the rookie uh, faceoff, and he stopped all but one. So a great tournament for Jacob Ingham. Uh, very encouraging to see how he performed, giving the uh, circumstances of him coming off of that back surgery. Uh, it would make sense for the Kings, again, to give him a little bit more of a workload just to see how he responds, to get his confidence up if he plays well, which he did, uh, and to see where he was at uh, coming back from that surgery. And I would say where he's at is a really, really good place. Now, I mentioned this on Friday's show, um, that Jacob Ingham is not really looked at as the possible goalie for the future but at one time neither was Jonathan Quick and I'm not saying that Jacob Ingham is Jonathan Quick I'm just saying that sometimes uh, what you have planned what you have scripted out doesn't necessarily happen remember Jonathan Bernier was the number one pick for the Kings everybody thought he was a future in net he went on to have a decent NHL career but uh, obviously was never really the number one uh, in LA so could Jacob Ingham eventually turn out to be the future in net for the Kings I say there's a long way to go between now and then but an encouraging start from him coming back off that back surgery. And by the way, he is the same age as Eric Portillo. So they're both 23 years old. Portillo uh, played a, uh, had a long college career. Ingham has had a pretty decent uh, experience as far as several seasons playing in both the AHL with the Ontario Reign Limited there, mostly with the ECHL uh, and the Kings affiliate, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. So for Jacob Ingham, uh, positive turnip for him. Um, for Eric Portillo, more on him coming up. Um, but I think uh, the Kings um, look pretty good uh, in that second game against Arizona, minus uh, a couple of their stars from the first game as Francisco Penelli and Alex LaFerriere did not play uh, in game number two. Uh, that was very interesting. There were also a ton of penalties called in that second game against Arizona, and I get as referees, you don't want things to get out of hand if players are playing very physical, very chippy. But at the same time, when you call so many penalties and you're trying to get players out there to see how they play, for the most part, five on five together, it really affects the flow of the game. It affects the lines, obviously, and, and who you can put out there in certain situations. So I wish in, a, in, in this type of an environment where you've got a rookie tournament, basically, and you've got young players playing together and you've got them being evaluated and put in certain situations – go ahead and swallow the whistles a little bit. Like I said, you don't want the players to just be able to do anything they want, but it becomes just a constant power play penalty kill situation. It's hard 
to really get a good evaluation on that. So I, I was a little disappointed with the officiating, not that it was biased one way or another, but again, you want to get a good read on how things are working out. And it's hard to do when, when a team's constantly on the power play or constantly on the penalty kill. Um, but I thought Martin Chromiak stood out for the second straight game for the LA Kings in that game. Number two against Arizona, I uh, had some very nice uh, moves around the net. Did score one of the Kings, two goals. Uh, he has shown uh, a really nice offensive upside. If he can stay healthy for a full season last year, he did have some injuries and some illness issues in Ontario. Uh, I think if he put, if he stays healthy, I think you could see him putting up some really good numbers and who knows, maybe after this season, next season, he could get a bit of a look uh, for the LA Kings. I also thought that defenseman uh, Jakob Dvorak uh, was much more active in the second game than he was in the first game. Uh, he was more noticeable, uh, even had a couple of shots on goal. Um, so that was nice to see him. The Kings first selection, second rounder in this past year's draft looked better than he did in the first game. And Cohen Zemer is a guy who was drafted this past year for the Kings that I heard a lot about, heard a lot about how he's kind of a wrecking ball and a hitting machine. And you know, the Kings maybe could use a guy like that in the near future. So I did keep an eye on him a bit and he had a couple of hits in the tournament, but not nearly as physical as I thought he would be. As for the final game of the rookie faceoff for the Kings, which again wrapped up just a little while ago, um, the Kings lost to the Ducks rookies by a score of 4-2. to two. Now, Eric Portillo did, in fact, get the start in this game. Matter of fact, he played the entire game. Now, he did look better than he did in his relief appearance, um, where he frankly looked pretty bad, but he still allowed four goals. I thought two of them were, were stoppable, even though they did come from some high-danger areas. Uh, the other two goals were poor defense and him kind of being put in a bad situation. But I thought two of those goals were stoppable. Um, so a bit better than he played in relief in game one, but still, um, I would say not a great effort, not a great performance from Eric Portillo. So there is uh, work to be done uh, for Eric Portillo going forward. I would say his first couple of outings as an LA King, not as good as anybody would want, would like them to be. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, Francesco Pinelli and Alex Ferrier were back in the lineup for the LA Kings. And I really hope we get to see this duo together in Ontario for this season. They were on the top line uh, in this rookie faceoff. They played on the Kings number one power play unit. It was very clear that these guys have chemistry uh, both very skilled, very active, equally good at getting scoring chances and setting up teammates. Pinelli, really, really good on the penalty kill. Uh, I really enjoyed watching Francesco Pinelli and Alex Laferriere and really encouraged by what I saw specifically from those two guys in the tournament and also Martin Kromiak as well. Not quite as much as Pinelli and Laferriere, but good. And Jacob Ingham probably was the biggest standout in net for the LA Kings in those three games played. In Las Vegas, overall, no real concern as far as the results go. Sure, you would like to see anytime your team takes the ice and they're being in competition against other, you know, players that you'd like to see wins. Kings went 0-2 and 1. I don't know that that's really that big of a deal, though. I think it's more about seeing players play together, getting them a taste of uh, what it's like to be together, things like that, and showing that they were competitive. The Kings didn't get blown out in any of these games. They were right there. And to be honest, the games against San Jose, Arizona, and Anaheim, all those teams had at least, if not more, one high first-round pick on their roster. Uh, Leo Carlson, who was the number one pick for the Kings, second overall in the draft this year, played against the Kings. He had a goal. So the Kings did not have a single former first-round pick 
on their roster for the rookie faceoff. So just from a talent standpoint, frankly, they were going in a little bit undermanned, if you will. So all in all, I thought it was still a decent showing, not concerned about the, uh, like I said, the record, but really loved seeing Francesco Pinelli, Alex LaFerriere, and uh, props to Jacob Ingham for showing uh, great skills and great abilities coming off that back injury. So a great story to to kind of look forward to uh, and keep an eye on the name of Jacob Ingham. Going forward, we are concerned about Eric Bertillo, but it was just two games and not even you know a game and a half. So still a lot of work for him to, to do, but not a great first step for him as an L.A. King. All right, we talked about the Kings rookies. Let's talk about the Kings uh, NHLers and their trip to Australia. We will do that in just a moment here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, this episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Jace Medical, who provides a product called the Jace Case. It can supply you with five life-saving antibiotics in case of emergency. All you have to do is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, make a quick call to their board-certified physicians to be prepared with antibiotics in case of an emergency. You can also get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Don't get caught unprepared in an emergency. Anyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones in case of the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication deliveries and online consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $200, excuse me, additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right, the LA Kings are down under to start training camp in Australia. You probably know all about this, but if you're caught by surprise, the Kings uh, are going to be playing a couple of preseason games down in Melbourne, Australia, Rod Laver Arena, where the Australian Open Tennis Tournament is held every year. Uh, They'll be taking on the Arizona Coyotes coming up this Friday night. Now, before the Kings left for Australia, they did have immediate availability with several members of the team, most notably head coach Todd McClellan and president uh, and Hall of Famer Luke Robitaille. Uh, Both McClellan and Robitaille were asked about the pluses and minuses of the Kings heading down to Australia for this trip. Of course, I think the obvious minuses would be uh, just the toll it takes on the body to make that very long flight down to Australia. I've taken that flight. uh, We're talking 12 hours in a plane. Of course, they are going to be traveling. Uh, they're not going to be in business class or whatever. They'll probably be pretty comfortable, I would think, uh, flying down there as much as possible. But it is, no matter how you slice it, a long trip. And it has a little bit of a toll on the body. Uh, they both acknowledge that. But they both also said there were way too many pluses compared to the minuses of this trip. First of all, the LA Kings are going to be a part of history. No NHL teams have ever played in the Southern Hemisphere before. They've obviously never been to Australia. So to have the LA Kings attached to a historic event where you could see, you could argue the eyes of the hockey world would be a bit on them uh, with these games being on the NHL Network and ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus as well. So that was uh, that was obviously a very you know nice little check mark for the LA Kings as far as an organization and doing something that no NHL team had ever done before. Obviously uh, they feel like this is a great way to promote the game in a place where it has never been before. Uh, Jordan Spence is an Australian born player playing for the LA Kings. So that'll be a big storyline. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just show NHL hockey up close and personal firsthand to fans in a new area to, to grow the game and uh, all the things that come along with that, the media coverage, 
the interviews and things like that, um, that it was a, a very unique opportunity for the players. I know Andre Kopitar said he's never been to Australia, didn't know how many of the teammates had been to Australia. Obviously, Jordan Spence was born there, but he didn't grow up there. So this is a really cool opportunity for him as well to go back to the place of his birth and, and get a chance to check out uh, that. Um, and yeah, just like he said, uh, Kopi said, you know, it would be crazy for us to go all the way down there and not at least get to be tourists, uh, in some respect and get to see the city and the country a little bit. So they've got that as well. And I think most notably, and probably the biggest thing when it comes to this being a plus for the Kings hockey wise is the bonding you're going to get with the players together pretty much 24 seven. Uh, that, you know, when you're home and training camps going on, you go to the rink and then you go home and you go to the rink and you go home, so on and so forth here, they're going to be together the entire time. So it's a great opportunity for them to eat all their meals together, obviously work out together, train together and do some touristy things together as well. So there's a good bonding experience for this team to take that with them into the NHL regular season. So a lot of pluses, not many minuses for the Kings going on this trip. And I agree with, with those points as well. As for Todd McClellan, he was asked a little bit more about the specifics of the LA Kings and the roster and things like that. Uh, and about training camp and uh, spots available for competition. And he confirmed what we've all pretty much known. There are not a lot of roster spots available for the LA Kings. Their roster is pretty much set in stone. Uh, there is some available competition playing on the third line, as far as the winger spots, and, of course, the biggest spotlight and the thing we'll be watching mostly with these preseason games focusing on critiquing is who's going to play on the third pairing defensively. He was asked specifically about Jordan Spence and Tobias Bjornfoot. Uh, he said that they both had a great opportunity. Uh, he said that they just have to focus on doing what they do well. He specifically pointed out Jordan Spence being a quote-unquote fighter as far as him wanting to fight for an NHL spot. Uh, he was asked if he thought Spence was NHL ready. He said that there's still things to be uh, shown in training camp, but that uh, everybody was rooting for Jordan Spence. They really like what he's made of, uh, you know, the like I said, the fight that he has and competing to get an NHL spot. And Tobias Burnfoot, too, he said those two guys have an opportunity. Now, you might see that uh, Brant Clark's name was omitted from this. We'll tell you why coming up in just a little bit. Uh, also talked about being excited to have Trevor Lewis back with the LA Kings, the former two-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, he said that uh, Lewis was going to be a big part of this team in a lot of different areas, leadership, penalty kill, and just being a guy who's been there and done that. Uh, he was asked about new goalie Cam Talbot, who he coached in Edmonton, said that uh, Cam looked has looked great so far, that he looks like he's as healthy as he's been in a while, and that he's excited to get an opportunity to uh, coach Cam Talbot and see what he can do with the LA Kings. Um, talked about the the depth at center, obviously with the addition of Pierre-Luc Dubois. And he said the Kings look great on paper, but they still have to go out and get the job done on the ice. Uh, I thought Andre Kobitar was asked specifically about Quentin Byfield uh, and said flat out that Q made he and Adrian Kempe better when he played on the top line with them. I thought that was a nice vote of confidence from the captain to say that Quentin Byfield, in fact, while he didn't have the numbers, made their line better. Uh, as far as some comments from Luke Robitaille, um, he was asked about the Kings roster size. They've got 21 players right now likely on the NHL roster. The max is 23. So with the salary cap, there is a chance they could go into the season a little bit light, maybe 21, maybe 22 players. He acknowledged that that was, in fact, uh, the case. 
he was asked about the expectations on the LA Kings this year. And he talked about what we've all talked about. And that's just reiterating the organization's view on this season, that making the playoffs is not enough. It has to be uh, beyond that. It has to be another step. It has to be out of the first round of the playoffs. So again, it's not just the fans talking about it. It's not just the media talking about it. It's the players. It's the coach. It's the organization saying it's time for the Kings to take a next step. I was uh, I was uh, interested to see that no one in the media asked Todd McClellan about going into the season without a contract extension. Now, I'm pretty sure I know 99.9% what he would have said in that situation. He would have said, you know, we'll deal with the contract after the year. It's not a big deal, whatever. But you know what? Getting him on the record to see what he had to say, I think, is still important because you never know. Sometimes when you ask a question, you actually get an answer that you might not be expecting. So a little bit surprised that we did not hear someone ask Todd McClellan about that. Uh, Coming up, we do have the news on Brant Clark. That is a little bit concerning. We will get into that. If you haven't heard about that, we'll do it here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, football season has kicked off. As a matter of fact, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm going to go watch Monday Night Football as soon as I'm done recording this episode. And FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long with football because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time that team wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you get bonus bets for every victory this year. You can use your bonus bets on Point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNHL. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNHL. FanDuel is with you all season long for the NFL season. All right, so the LA Kings, as I mentioned, are in Australia Um, However, they are down there without a player that a lot of Kings fans have an interest in. And uh, shout out to MayorsManor.com, who reported that LA Kings star rookie Brant Clark did not make the trip with the rest of his teammates down to Australia because he apparently suffered some sort of upper body injury. Now, I don't know how he sustained this injury. They didn't have the details on that, whether it was something in training. Uh, they, They had a very light skate um, so it would be very odd for him to sustain an upper body injury uh, in that regard. Uh, so don't have the specifics on that. Um, but according to the report, it was determined by the Kings that it would be best for Clark to not take that long trip to Australia, to stay in L.A., to get treatment, and to get ready for the bulk of training camp and the preseason. Um, so it is um, obviously a concern. Uh, they seem to be indicating at this point, it is something that they're being cautious with, that they're being overly protective with, which you would expect and understand, um, that it doesn't appear to be a serious injury. However, they're going to be smart about it. They're going to take the precautions. I'm sure it's got to be very disappointing for Brent Clark not to get to go on this trip for a variety of reasons. Um, but we are going to have to, uh, be on hold, uh, for Brent Clark to make his, uh, Return to the uh, LA Kings as far as preseason games. He will not play, and obviously in those first two games down in Australia. So that uh, that does open up the door maybe a little bit for Jordan Spence uh, to get the start on the right side on that third pairing on the Kings. Uh, and I would I would assume he will also run this Kings second power play unit for those first two preseason games down in Australia against the Coyotes. So hopefully this again is just 
precautionary. The Kings are just being smart about this, and it's a minor injury for Brant Clark, but it is obviously something to be a little bit concerned about. We'll see how it goes for Brant Clark going forward. Hopefully, we'll see him in training camp and in preseason games after the LA Kings get back from Australia. Uh, there was one other note I did want to mention, and I, I mentioned it in passing on Friday's show, and Luke Rubatai uh, did confirm this in that media availability. Luke was asked about the Kings' new TV deal, and he confirmed it is, in fact, a three-year deal with Bally Sportsnet. Now, all these regional sports networks, they're, they're kind of not operating on a whole. They're almost like independent contractors a little bit. It's kind of like a McDonald's franchise. Yes, you're all McDonald's. But, you know, the one in, in this area might be differently run than the one in that area. Uh, and so apparently Bally Sports West is doing a bit better than some of the other ones, the other uh, Bally Sports channels. At least that's what they're hoping and they're saying for now. Luke did confirm that the even though it's a three-year deal, they will be reevaluating the deal after this season. So it does sound like there's some sort of out clauses for the Kings that if certain expectations aren't made, if certain payments aren't made, that the Kings can get out of this. But the potential is there uh, for Kings fans here, especially locally, uh, to continue to consume the LA Kings as they have for many, many, many years, whether it was Prime Ticket or Fox Sports West, now Bally Sports West. So uh, wherever you saw the Kings last year, you will see them again this coming year at least and possibly couple more years down the line as well so that's a little bit surprising to to hear that news that is going to do it for today's show uh for you everydayers those of you that listen and watch every day we are working on a couple of special interviews uh, i put out some feelers for uh some media people down there in australia hopefully get somebody on from uh, melbourne to get a feel for what it's like as far as a hockey community down there uh, and what the buzz is like as far as just sports fans hearing about this and, and what's going to be, um, you know, the anticipation of this down there in Australia. So we're working on that. Um, I, I do know a lot of hockey fans, believe it or not, down in Australia. I mentioned at, at the start of every show, I do a weekly NHL review show, the Puck Podcast. We have a pretty strong contingent of Australian um, fans that listen to our show down there. And a matter of fact, when I went on my trip to Sydney, I met up with a large group of them, about a dozen of them. Now, most of them are expats, former Canadians or former Americans that have now found their way down there, whether it's for work or, you know, uh, some sort of living situation. But there is uh, an Australian ice hockey league down there as well. Now, it's not as big as Aussie rules football or any of those types of things, um, but there is some hockey presence down there. So it's cool for the Kings to get down there, for let those people get to see some NHL-level hockey up close and personal. So again, hoping to have a special interview from someone down there in Australia that's covering the LA Kings uh, preseason games and get a feel for what that's like. Hopefully that will happen at some point this week. Of course, we'll always have our fan feedback show coming up on Friday. Uh, that will be also uh, the same night the Kings are opening up their preseason. So to plan ahead, uh, we will have a preview of that Kings preseason game coming up. It's Saturday Australia time, but it's Friday uh, Los Angeles time, 9 p.m. Pacific time, Kings Coyotes preseason opener this coming Friday night. That's on the NHL Network and ESPN+. And then the second game is Sunday Australia time, but Saturday night here in Los Angeles. Again, 9 p.m. Eastern, NHL Network and ESPN+. The preseason is going to be here at the end of this week, and that is exciting. Uh, the email address, if you'd like to send us an email to feedback, get any of your feedback for the show, it is 
lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. You're also welcome to leave your comments if you're watching on YouTube as well. Uh, we'd love for you to stay connected with the show by following us on Twitter. We are on Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have yourselves a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.